Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pujaza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. Popping on to talk about aluminum today, or as our friends across the pond like to say, aluminum. So I, the reason I want to talk specifically about aluminum today is because this is one of the most common heavy metals that I find on the hair tissue mineral analysis that I do on my clients. And, you know, of course, one of the reasons is it is a very common element just in our environment. It's estimated that the average adult in the U.S. eats about seven to nine milligrams of it in their food every day. So, I mean, we're just exposed to it, whether we're, you know, intentionally trying to avoid it or not. So yes, it's going to show up, but it's when it shows up in higher amounts that we, you know, want to be wary about it. And we want to avoid it as much as we can for reasons I'm going to talk about today, but it's just, it is one of the most common heavy metals. I would say aluminum and mercury are probably the most common and there are ways we can avoid exposure to it. Right. And now, yes, we probably can't avoid all exposure to it, but at least limiting our exposure is going to make a big difference. So it is the most abundant metal in the earth's crust. And which is why it's found in the body so often, right? It's in our soil, the water, the air, we can, it can be ingested, absorbed through the skin. It can be inhaled in the environment, right? So we're exposed to it a lot. The problem here is aluminum is widely recognized now as a neurotoxin that inhibits more than 200 biologically important functions in the body and has a lot of harmful side effects. And it, there has been a lot of studies on aluminum in the past you know, handful of years to show exactly what it does as a neurotoxin. It accumulates in the kidneys, the brain, the lungs, the liver, the thyroid, and it competes with calcium for absorption. And that's really where we start to get, starts to become a problem because now it's le- leaching the calcium from the bones, right? So it, it's, it's affecting our skeletal mineralization. It's affecting our bone density. It can affect our growth. You know, if it's in kids or babies, infants, right? It can affect, it can slow their growth and it can attack the central nervous system because it can pass through the blood brain barrier, which that's why it's called neurotoxic, right? It can pass through the blood brain barrier. And so it can, it's been linked to certain degenerative brain diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. It's been linked to breast cancer and bone disorders and even autism. There are actually a handful of studies that have come out in pretty recent years where those people with autism have higher levels of aluminum in their tissue. So there, there is a link there, not, not to say that's causation, but there is, you know, there's something to say there when it, and it, the way it affects our bones too, I think is, is a big, for me is, is a big deal because it, it's, it's the effect on the bone marrow, right? It leads to the formation of abnormal red blood cells and it affects the parathyroid gland and it's affecting our musculoskeletal system. And so it can sh- show up in things like, you know, osteoporosis, increasing our risk for things like osteoporosis and osteopenia, those kind of things. Right. So that being said, right. Just listing out the ways that's affecting the body. It's affecting our blood, right? The blood content. It 
can cause things like anemia because it's affecting heme and globulin synthesis in the, in the blood. It can affect our musculoskeletal system and affecting how our bones, our bone density, bone structure, right? It's affecting our kidneys because it is housed in the kidney and liver, the kidneys and the liver. I was about to say livers. We just have one, <laughs> the kidneys and the liver. And that, that's really what it's going to impact the most when it starts to build up in the body. It's affecting our respiratory system, our nervous system. And again, just as a neurotoxin, right? It's affecting our brain. It's affecting how our brain is functioning. So we're looking at exposure in really ways of reducing exposure to it. First of all, let's just talk about elephant in the room. We know I'm going to say it's deodorant. <laughs> We've seen so much now that deodorant, you know, has aluminum in it. And it's because it, it affects, that's the antiperspirant part, right? Of deodorant. And a lot of antiperspirants use aluminum as their active ingredient. And the, the thing here, the thing with the, the aluminum, a couple things here. First of all, aluminum is what blocks your perspiration. We need perspiration, y'all. <laughs> this is one of our body's primary sources of detoxing the body. So when you're blocking perspiration, the aluminum is blocking it. Now you're holding in toxins while you're also holding in very potentially dangerous heavy metal aluminum, right? So when your sweat is free flowing and yes, nobody likes to have sweaty pits sweating through their shirt. So I understand that, but it is, there's, you know, there's no blockage or interruption to your body's natural function. Now, that being said, the other piece of this, of putting on deodorant with aluminum in it is because it's close to your breast tissue. This is kind of what a lot of people think of this kind of linked to breast cancer, right? Is because it's close, your armpits are close to where your boobs are. And when you get breast cancer, you know what I mean? There's a connection there. So it's all kind of in the same area. And for holding in, holding in those heavy metals, this is, is not a good place for it, right? So, and then there are so many good there are so many good all natural deodorants out there now. I know there's a lot of really crappy ones and I've tried them too, where you're like, yeah, this doesn't work at all. And you smell like a patch of onions, you know, two hours after you put it on. So I <laughs> get that those are out there, but I will say, and I am not affiliated with this brand by any means, but I will say right now that the best one I have found thus far, the brand is called Curie, C-U-R-I-E. And she had very good marketing on Instagram. I got suckered into one of those Instagram posts and because her marketing was her pitch on Shark Tank. And she literally went up and made Barbara Corgan smell her armpits. And I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> this is so it was, it was a really good pitch and it, it freaking works. So I've been using it for a while. I have it at my studio. They have a, they have a little, like you can get the spray or you can get the, the kind of the, like a, I guess it's a stick. It's not a roll on. It's a stick. You get the stick You can get the spray. I have it at the studio at my studio. I somehow convinced my husband to pitch his like toxic crap that he's been using for forever. So he's using it now. And I'm telling you it works. The scents are all natural. Um, my, I'm not a huge underarm sweater. I'm not saying I don't, but my husband is. And even he says, he was like, all right, like this stuff kind of works. It works kind of good. I'm not going to lie. He was very, very, um, very skeptical, but so anyway, that's kind of my spiel on the deodorant, but the deodorant piece is such an easy thing to, an easy thing to do just to reduce your exposure. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing you can change your cookware. So instead of using aluminum for your cookware, your utensils, any kind of, you know, containers or anything, 
use stainless steel, use cast iron or copper or glass, right? There's so many other materials you can use besides aluminum. So get rid of your cookware, go to, you know, different materials, read your food and medicine labels closely. And aluminum is found in gosh, so many things for anything with like an, like refined flour, right? So think like cake mixes and um, flour mixes. If they're, if you're not getting like the organic and like the really, what my husband called with the bougie flour, right? Just cause that's what I get. <laughs> um, baking powder, right? You want to get the aluminum free baking powder. Um, sometimes it's in non-dairy creamers or even salt to keep it from clumping together. It can be found in, if you take antacids for like heartburn or something and diarrhea medicines, like there, there are a lot of things that you will find aluminum in just randomly. So there are plenty of aluminum-free alternatives out there. And it's an easy, again, it's an easy thing to switch. So yeah, you can find the aluminum-free baking powder, usually literally right next to the regular baking powder. <laughs> like y'all just stop making the baking powder with aluminum in it. Would you say that? And then the same thing, if you're buying the organic flour, like the stone mill flour, like again, the bougie flowers, then you don't have to worry about it. But just, you know, it's mostly if you're looking at processed things and, and conventional flowers and stuff, that's where you're going to find the aluminum. And the other thing is your drinking water. So alum or aluminum sulfate is often used to process purifying water in, at least in the United States. I can't speak for all the other countries who are listening, but um, that when it's added to water, it, it works as kind of a coagulant to attract suspended particles, which can then be filtered out. So it makes the filtering process a little bit easier. And unfortunately, some of the dissolved aluminum is going to remain in your water which is just one more reason y'all to not drink freaking tap water, right? We don't need the fluoride. We don't need the aluminum. We don't need any of the other crap that's in there. So if you're drinking filtered water, then you should be cool. You should be good with it. Um, or drink like you even just drink distilled water. If you're worried about it, drink distilled water and you can remineralize your water from there. Right? So that's how you can reduce your exposure. So let's talk about actually getting rid of it. Like once it's in your body, which we're all exposed to it. So it's going to be in your body at some point. Studies say that about 95% of it, or maybe a little more than 95% is excreted through your kidneys. And then about 2% or so is excreted through your bile. However, research is also showing that aluminum is absorbed by your intestines, can be absorbed by the intestines. And from here is where it's transported into the bone, where it disrupts mineralization, um, bone cell growth, the activity of, right, of, of your bones actually growing and the density and all that. So if it's kept in the bones for too long, for long periods, this is where it becomes toxic. And this is where it, it's just the toxic effects really just kind of compound. It's like a cumulative effect, right? And this is where, like for me, when I'm looking at the HTMA, I can really see it. If I have, if there's high levels of aluminum on there, there are most definitely going to be some mineral imbalances, right? First, it's going to be the calcium, and they're going to see things like boron and magnesium. And like, there's, there's just kind of a chain reaction. And so again, if, if we're not excreting it properly, right? Like I said, most of it through your kidneys and through your bowel. So you either pee it out or you poop it out. If it stays in your body for too long. And if you don't have your, your detox processes aren't optimal. And I think that's what happens really. I think that's a big reason of why I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, I think that is, <laughs> it is a big reason why it gets stuck is because if our detox processes, if 
especially pooping. If you're not pooping regularly, this is just one more reason why we all need to poop multiple times a day, right? We've talked about the estrogen dominance and how if you're not pooping regularly, your estrogen is kind of recirculating into your body. It's the same thing for heavy metals and aluminum is included in that, right? We're just recirculating those toxins in the body and it can be absorbed into the intestines and it's going to be transported to the bone. So this, we, we want to avoid this as much as possible. And if we are ingest or when I would say when, cause it's not an, if it's a win, when we do ingest, so we want to make sure our detox processes are working optimally so we can get rid of it. So let's talk about a few ways that you can get rid of it. So leafy greens, this is true for, let's just say for all heavy metals, right? Just leafy greens in general and for other processes, leafy greens are a really good way to help detox aluminum from your body. Things you think, um, like broccoli, kale, spinach, um, chard, sprouts, arugula, celery, right? Anything green, green veggies are going to be leafy green vegetables and just green vegetables in general. Those are really good for detox, helping just naturally because it's going to help your liver. It's really supportive for your liver. The other thing is looking at silica. Silica is a really great all natural way to help get rid of aluminum. And when my clients have really high levels of aluminum in their HTMA, this is the first thing we add. So we either adding it to your supplements or you can get the water. So Fiji water. And again, I know throw that word bougie out there again, if (laughs) for some of y'all you're like, I'm not drinking that bougie water, but really the great thing about Fiji water is it does have the silica. Now there are other waters out there now that do have silica added, but Fiji water is a good natural source of silica. The Fiji water from Fiji just naturally has good sources. It's a good source of silica, but not all, you know, bottled water has that. And not all fancy water you buy are going to have silica, but silica is a great way. And, it, and, and the reason I say Fiji water is just because it's easy. Like if you could just drink Fiji water every day and to get rid of your aluminum, it's easier than having to remember like, oh, I need to take my supplement or I need to make sure my supplement has silica in it. I need to take silica tablets, right? So for me, it's like, you're going to drink water anyway. So that's a really good, easy way to do it. Cilantro and chlorella are two other things. And if you're like me and the thought of eating cilantro every day makes you want to vomit, then there are other ways. I cannot stand, (laughs) stand cilantro. But for me, it's one of those things too, like eating it, like if it's in like a salad or like pasta, if there's too much in salsa, it's so gross. But if it's in like, you know, you make a green smoothie, you could throw it in, then other things cover it up. So there are ways to make it more palatable (laughs) if you you don't like cilantro like me. Um, But I think those are two. And and then chlorella. Chlorella is a really good way just to kind of help the body naturally detoxify, help support the kidney, liver. So basically anything that's going to help support your kidney and your kidneys and your liver. I keep wanting to say livers, like we have more than one, anything that's going to support those two parts, just because that is where aluminum is going to be held and processed, right? That's going to be helpful for getting rid of it. And really, and truly the only way to really know if you have aluminum, like high aluminum levels is, is a test. It really is. So if you're wondering and questioning, if you have, you know, if you've been, if you know, you've been exposed to high levels or you think that maybe you have just, maybe it's, you just think or wondering if you have high levels of heavy metals in general, then I would ever recommend getting an HTMA. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. I have my, the the easiest way to do it. I have, I mean, there's like a whole program you can do if you want like a, a long-term program. But if you're somebody who's like, I just kind of want to know, and then I can do something on my own. I have what's called the HTMA test package. And it's just the test. 
um, a session with me. I create the protocol. You get a little bit of follow-up, but it's just kind of like a self-guided thing. So you get the protocol and everything and you have the answers. I create the protocol, I create your custom mineral um, supplements that you take and and then you can, you know, then you'll know and you'll know what you're actually getting rid of. So I hope that was helpful for you in learning a little bit more about aluminum, how we can limit our exposure and how we can help the body naturally detoxify. Because really with any heavy metal, y'all, with anything toxic, toxins, heavy metals, I know I've said it before, and I will say it probably a million more times before I die, maybe more that it's not about avoiding these things altogether because we just, we live in a toxic world. It's really just about reducing your exposure and knowing how to help your body detoxify from the toxins that we do come in contact with, you know, inadvertently. We're, we're I think at least y'all listening here, we're not like intentionally trying to come into contact with toxins and like shoving toxins in our in our bodies intentionally. But so it's really just about reducing the exposure, limiting exposure and supporting our body's natural detoxification processes so we can get rid of them and live as toxin-free as possible. All right y'all, I hope this is helpful and I'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.